I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, the layperson's guide to enjoying music's benefits. Today's topic is incredibly practical, which I enjoy. I'm a pretty pragmatic person. We have had so many phenomenal guests on the show describing music's extensive effects on the brain and on well-being in general, whether it's memory, brain trauma or aging, mental health challenges, learning differences. Some of you may be thinking, that's great, but I don't have access to lessons. I'm in a rural area. It's hard for me physically to get out and about. With my family schedule, I'm not sure how I possibly could get my kids to lessons every week. There can be a whole lot of factors that make it difficult to get quality music lessons and instruction. We're going to hear today about online learning options for quality music lessons wherever you are. Our guest today is Paul Babcock, President and CEO of McPhail Center for Music in Minneapolis. McPhail reaches 16,000 students annually at five locations and through over 100 partnerships with community organizations. Paul has degrees in both music and business and a master's in percussion performance. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you. It's a pleasure to uh, to be here and to talk with you and everyone listening today. I just recently realized that you were the project manager for McPhail's building that opened in 2008. Yeah, quite an experience, uh, really a lot of fun and so exciting to uh to bring this together, uh, to bring the uh, the building together, and to you know create a purpose built music facility, it was quite an incredible experience, and we're still enjoying being in this building 13 years later. I can imagine. I love that building. Every time I'm in it, I just kind of marvel at how gorgeous it is. It's contemporary, and it you can just tell it's incredibly well designed. It has tons of natural light. All the spaces are very functional and flexible, and it seems like they're just as functional and flexible now as they probably were 13 years ago when it opened. Yeah, it it is still working really well. We tried to put a lot of thought into uh, function and aesthetics, as you were saying. And of course, Mm -hmm. uh, the the architects did a wonderful job and all of the engineers. And as we would go through the the planning process, we uh, did a lot of talking about what were the kinds of music instruction and performance that that we would have at McPhail. And uh, just putting that all together with a team that was so professional, uh, experienced, and uh, wanted to make the best facility we could, it it ended up with a fantastic result. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what was the architect you used? James Dayton Design. Uh, Jim Dayton, unfortunately, uh, passed away a little bit ago. The company still continues on with the people who were working on the building with us. And uh, so part of keeping the McPhail Center for Music Building in Minneapolis going feels like it's very important to keep that legacy of of Jim Dayton alive. Mm, Sure. Well, we could have an entire episode on all that McPhail offers to all ages right here in the Twin Cities, but we're focusing today on online learning that is available through McPhail, both private and group lessons. And I think you also offer training online to band and orchestra directors. Tell us about the types of online learning that McPhail offers. Yeah, the 
online programming that we that we offer is exciting. It's really meeting needs of a lot of people around the state, uh, especially, but also around the world. We started with our online programming. Uh, working in collaboration with uh, schools in greater Minnesota. And we started that back in 2011. And with the shortage of music educators in greater Minnesota, we started to partner with the school district to provide supplementary uh, instruction for the music educator who might be out in a a small uh, rural community all by themselves and having to you know, really cover everything for a school K through 12, band, orchestra, choir, all by themselves. Mm. And so our teachers here in Minneapolis, we uh, had the technology that came about as the building of our new building. We had really put a lot of thought into the technology infrastructure Mm. and allowed us to have video conferencing capability to anywhere in the world. So we started by connecting with the schools in greater Minnesota, and now that has become a really substantial program. So we offer lessons to individuals, uh, group lessons. We will, on occasion, provide master classes for full band, orchestra, or choir. And then we also provide professional development uh, opportunities for the music educator themselves. Mm. And so this has become a, a really strong program. It also really gave us a platform to learn and grow how to use uh, online instruction. Yeah, and after working with the schools the, in primarily middle school and high school music programs, a district asked us if we would be able to provide that same kind of education using the same delivery system, online technology with early childhood. So that kind of made us pause for a second. um, But our early childhood department said, you know, we can do that. And so now we're working with many early childhood centers, providing uh, music for the center as well as education for the early childhood educator on how to use music throughout the day. I like to refer to that as romper room come to the 21st century. <laughs> and, and so it's been really fascinating. So, so working with the school district's early childhood through high school throughout Minnesota has been a key thing for online We provide lessons then to students here in the Twin Cities who would like to participate online, as well as individual lessons throughout the world. We have students as far away as South Korea, Estonia, Saudi Arabia, and as close by as Bloomington or Excelsior. Mm, Wow. I'm just thinking that with everything going on in the news with COVID-19, that that could be something that would be helpful too. I mean, if people are in quarantine, they can still have their lessons with these online lessons if they're in South Korea. Well, that is one of the benefits of online lessons. And so some students do a hybrid of in-person lessons and online lessons, or just simply when there's too much snow on the ground, uh, like we have an occasion in Minnesota. Uh, they don't have to drive to their lesson. Or Mm -hmm. if they have uh, a bit of a cold, they don't have to come to the lesson in person. They can have their lesson online and still keep moving uh, on with their progression of instruction and learning, but not have to drive and have the hassles or the worry of getting someone else sick or getting sicker yourself or, you know, the hassle of driving through the snow. So it aids in that convenience factor. And then, of course, what is so important is being able to continue that instruction and and that connection with your teacher. 
Yeah. Well, I'm thinking too of kids or adults who are hospitalized. They can have lessons while they're in the hospital. If they're in quarantine for other reasons because of immune system deficiencies, things like that, they can still participate in online learning and the benefits of mu- of playing and learning a musical instrument. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's great for, for many reasons. And we've learned through our experience, too, that it's extremely effective. The teaching that happens across online is uh, has a almost in some ways a level of intimacy that uh, we don't experience in person in the same way. You know, often when we're teaching an individual lesson, teacher is sitting side by side with a student. Mindset, you're almost always looking into each other's eyes. Oh, okay. Hmm, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and so uh, so we found that with our online lessons, that the students just really open up in some unique ways. They uh, sometimes, you know, they're often taking the lesson from their home where they feel very comfortable. And uh, some of our students have started to show us their entire house. They'll walk around with their laptop. <laughs> Here's 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 my mom, things like that. And then as a result, we have the highest retention in our online lessons of any of our areas. Oh, interesting. So the students start and they really like it. And I think that uh, they feel very comfortable with it after initially getting used to it. And then the aspects of convenience and, and so on, but also realizing that you're you're progressing just as you would hope to in an in-person lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what really makes it all work. Mm-hmm. Now, talk to us about some of the other unique benefits. I, obviously, there's pros and cons to all ways of learning, but you mentioned some of the unique benefits of the online learning in terms of the intimacy, things like that. I came across some other research that talked about one of the pros of online learning is that studies show that students retain certain technical information a little bit more when they're responsible to do it themselves, just based on verbal directions. They don't have someone actually shaping their hand form on the keys. They're just getting verbal direction of put your hand like this. Can you talk to us about some of that research? Yeah, and we've uh, we've found that to be very true. And it was something we didn't anticipate when we were conceiving of uh, the program. And at first, it felt just a little bit like the lessons were going slower. Mm. But what we had to do was slow down a little bit and talk about what would, you know, what's the handshake need to be? What's the purpose of the fingers needing to be over the hole on a flute on the key? Things like that. And the student ended up. Uh, through back and forth with the teacher having to have more ownership over the change. Mm-hmm. And so where in person, it can be very convenient to change a finger shape or you know uh, something like that to, to just shift something a little bit. The student and, and then the teachers would say, you know, and I'd find myself doing that week after week. And yeah. then suddenly with the online kind of slowing down stepping back and creating the opportunity for the student to have more ownership over the the change, hear the result, what felt like it was slower turned out to be faster learning in the end. So that's where we see the, the aspect of online teaching being able to progress students just as fast as we see within person. 
That's uh, yeah, that's interesting because you see that concept in so many different ways of learning that slow learning is deep learning. And right. so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, takes a bit of patience and takes a little while to on both sides. Sure. And uh takes a little while to get used to, but once you start seeing those results happen and and actually come to being more solid results sooner, then you start to really appreciate it. Sure. Are there any other unique benefits that you've sort of noticed or even knew about going into all of this online learning? Well, I kind of uh, being in that same realm of the student ownership of it, you know, take just like, you you know, most teachers are going to write notes for their students, either on their music mm. or uh, in their notebook. Sure. And now the student also has to do that for themselves. Ah, yes. Sometimes yeah. I, in, a, in an actual real person-to-person lesson, will say, you know what? This has been on your assignment notebook for a couple weeks in a row. I'm going to have you write it because if you write it, you're more likely to remember to do this. So, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. As a percussionist, I'm often writing out stickings or other instructions on the music. And so now I've rethought that uh, from the online experience so that when I'm in person, it's like, oh, here's the pencil. You write it in now. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> well, we... I was just going to say, too, use of a metronome is also just that's one of the things where online uh, we have the student put on a metronome and you can start to hear more of the, the you can hear the music sync with the metronome as mm. the yeah. well the also just has to control the metronome sure. and where it's kind of a natural thing for the teachers to want to control the metronome. Oh yeah. So all those pieces uh, really start to give the, the student more uh, ownership and maybe more independence because they're, they're also kind of by virtue of this in the room uh, on their end by themselves. So they're yeah. totally responsible for what they're doing. Sure. That's interesting because that's another thing that I'll sometimes do with students if we're really struggling with some of the rhythm concepts is I'll have them set the metronome themselves. Or mm-hmm. this week, you know, you need to play with a steady beat and you write down in this space what tempo you ended up at. So yeah, that's sort of a built-in thing with these online lessons. Mm-hmm. Neat. Well, we talked about the convenience of accessibility for online learning for people in rural areas, people who have physical difficulty getting around. There's also just that convenience for busy families. You know, families are incredibly busy, and I get that. And sometimes getting the child to the lesson physically can be the difference between that child actually having music lessons and not having music lessons because, you know, there's the reality of you have 24 hours in a day and this is what you already have going on. Sometimes both parents are working, commuting, and so just that convenience of the child being able to be at home after school, the parent doesn't necessarily even need to be there depending on the age of the child. So I can see that being a really big benefit for families. Yeah, I think so. I completely agree. And I think the more families start to see that as a, uh, as an option and that it does work really well, that the more families will become interested in it. Sure. And just to clarify, for all of you music teachers listening who don't do online lessons but do live uh, lessons, 
I do also. There's there's a place for everything. There's pros and cons to every style of learning. Uh, but there there are some benefits to we're talking about the benefits today of the online learning and there are definitely some there. Talk to us about the different instruments and levels that you offer lessons on. What kind of instruments are offered with the online lessons? With the online lessons, all instruments that we teach in person, we also offer online. And we have found each one of them to be effective and a few things to be thought around because as a percussionist, I have one of the louder instruments, uh, also one of the larger instruments. Mm-hmm. And so placement of the microphone is really important for percussion. You don't you know, just need to have it a few feet away right. instead of where it might be closer for a, a softer wind instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the view of the and the angle of the camera is an important part. Uh, so just really thinking through that has allowed us to make it possible for every instrument. Piano is one of the best instruments. Guitar works extremely well where you have that uh, the guitar right up in the screen. You're able to, while it's a mirror effect, but you're able to see so clearly back and forth what the fingers are doing. Voice can work well. Uh, there's a few things that have to be thought around with voice where piano and accompaniment can be a key thing. So the student on the end needs to think about a few things to make that a little bit easier, such as maybe there's a piano in their room where they're having the lesson from so that they can get pitches and different things like that. But each of the instruments with thinking through them, they're all possible. And uh, it's been kind of a fun project, even, you know, talking back to like, how do we do early childhood online? Once Emma came up with any of those problems, we just had to problem solve it and uh, creatively think our way through it. And then we were so happy with the result afterwards. Mm. Well, that's what part of learning a musical instrument does is teach Mm -hmm. people how to overcome obstacles and creatively problem solve. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What kind of equipment is needed by students in order to take the online lessons with McPhail? Today, it's really... The, the equipment and what's needed is pretty universally used um, by all of us with computer and internet connection. So any just about any computer that's bought today is going to have a high enough processing speed uh, with it. And most uh, computers, laptops are coming with microphone and a camera. Now to improve, adding an external camera external mic and perhaps external speakers, uh, you can improve the quality considerably. And altogether, you might spend maybe about $200 to add those items, which you may really want to add to your computer anyhow. Then the most important uh, aspect is the speed of your internet connection. So having good equipment on both ends, uh, and we of course make sure we've got good equipment uh, for our teachers on the McPhail end, Having good equipment on the end of the for the student, while important, isn't as important as that internet speed. And so, checking with your internet provider when a student starts with us at McPhail, we do a tech check and just make sure that the connection's there. And at that point in time, our staff uh, who are welcoming and placing the students in will make some recommendations. And we have even gone as far as helping uh, some students uh, renegotiate their online internet bill. Oh. And, uh, so some of them didn't realize there were upgrades and changes. And so, so we were able to help them reduce their bill and get a higher speed of internet. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. And 
So we help walk you through all of that. Our uh, website pages for online learning have the specifics for the amount of processing speed for your computer and some recommendations for microphones and, uh, and video cameras. But a place like Best Buy or any other electronic stores, you go in and you, you buy one of those and you're going to be uh, well set. Okay. Tell us real quick about the quality of instruction that students receive with McPhail lessons in terms of teacher qualifications. You've already talked a little bit about the equipment that you have access to and make sure that you have on your end and other any other benefits that students receive in terms of newsletters or things like that. Sure. Well, at McPhail, we really look to have the finest teachers we can find. And uh, having a teacher who really connects well with students, wants to help and support the student along their musical journey is so key and so important. So when we're looking to hire teachers at McPhail, we do look for credentials and background and experience, but not all of those always add up to being the the teacher that we want who really connects and helps support the students. Mm-hmm. We want the whole package uh, in the end. And uh, so having that expertise, but a big part of it is the expertise in how to uh, how to work and connect with students and um, having that passion for where the student is going and heading and what works for the student's life and their goals. And our responsibility as teachers is to help them along that path. So as we have a student at McPhail then and we're helping them helping a student along through that path, we have a number of things that really uh, help to benefit the student. Performance is such an important part of a student's learning experience. And so we have uh, wonderful spaces for performances, but we also provide uh, accompanist and, uh, and then a lot of performing opportunities. At McPhail, we have over 400 performances in any given year. Now, that would be just for people who are local, though, right? That would be for people who are local. However, for people who are online, we do what we call V-recitals. What are those? So virtual recitals are where a student makes a video recording of their performance, and then we have them submit that to us. We pull them all together, and then at a given time, we bring everybody together online to hear each other's performance. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and then through chat, applause and compliments and all that are shared. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so that's a way that we're able to uh, to bring the performances to the online experience. Mm-hmm. Then we do have uh, newsletters and, and all of that to make it feel like you're a part of the regular McPhail community because you are. Mm. Neat, neat. Well, I ask all of my guests to give listeners what I call an improv. It's a try this at home, a suggestion or an experiment for listeners to enhance their lives with music, a practical, concrete suggestion. Do you have any ideas for us today? Well, I do. Uh, Being a percussionist, I like rhythm a lot. And uh, so I'm always listening for the rhythm that's happening around me. And uh, spots where I notice rhythm, when my dog is drinking out of the water bowl, there's a rhythm. <laughs> and it's often like slurp two, slurp two, three, slurp two, slurp two, three. And um, now this, 
might be some geeky percussionist things, but you know, you go anywhere and you're driving in your car and you turn on your blinkers and your blinkers making a sound. So it may be in sequence with the song on the radio or it may not be. And I like it when it's not because then I figure out the kind of the polyrhythm that's going on. Uh, If you ride the light rail in Minneapolis and when the doors are open, the beeping is in five, eight. (laughs) So, uh, and then it's even fun just to listen to somebody's voice and, you know, are they talking in duple or a triple meter and so on? And you can often kind of tell, are they really excited and anxious? And they might be in a, you know, a rigid kind of two, four uh, sort of pattern. And if they're having a lot of fun and really bubbly and so on, it might be in more of a a six, eight or triplet kind of pattern. Uh, (laughs) I love that. I can see my kids hearing this improv and starting to tell me, mom, you're talking in two, four time. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of geeky on the one hand, but you know, we we're all born and our heartbeat starts and we have rhythm from that point forward. So there's there's that rhythm all around us and I like to uh, to use and to think of those rhythms, whether I'm, you know, walking down the street, working out or whatnot, and uh, starting to count rhythms and things like that when I'm uh, running a race or something, uh, just helps me move past the the time of day. I'm one who prefers to not wear uh, headphones or listen to music while I'm uh, exercising. Mm-hmm. And so instead, I create all my own uh, rhythms for myself. That way, uh, the time really goes by fast. And I've had a lot of fun. I usually learn a new rhythm or something, or I feel maybe my rhythm's gotten a little better. Huh. So you create rhythms in your mind as you're exercising? Yeah. And and so, you know, like I'll run in triplets and mm-hmm. or I'll step and then two pulses in between one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And then that helps my pattern. I do that a lot when I'm swimming. Oh, interesting. And do you notice if you're a little bit more tired that day, it's a slower tempo? <laughs> Yes, for sure. And then it also helps me smooth out all my motions. Okay, interesting. Well, I have a whole bunch of ways listeners can connect with McPhail. I'll list them on the show notes, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, your website is McPhail.org. McPhail is spelled M-A-C- P-H-A-I-L dot org. I'll also link in the show notes to some upcoming events that McPhail has going on. You have some uh, performances coming up by student and professional musicians, some summer camps for ages three to adult. Are there adult summer camps? Exactly. Yes. All ages. Okay. Okay. So if you're in the Twin Cities area, check those out. I'll also include a general link to McPhail events. They always have a lot of great events going on that are open to the public. And I know some listeners will be hearing this after these specific events are passed. So if you go to that general link, you'll be able to see whatever is coming up in the near future. I ask all my guests to close out our conversation with a musical ending, a coda. You have a song that you're going to share with listeners today. Tell us about the song that we're going to be listening to. This is an excerpt from a percussion ensemble piece called Shared Space. It's uh, written by Ivan Trevino, and it uh, uses seven percussionists. As you see this clip, you will see five players gather around a marimba, accompanied by a couple of percussion instruments. One is a a cajon and the other are concert toms. This piece was performed at McPhail's Percussion Showcase on February 22nd. 
And the piece is somewhat minimalistic in design. Patterns are being added and uh, built upon as we go through the piece. And Rimshots is the group performing it. They're a group of high school percussionists that I've been coaching for many years. And this is the current formation of Rimshots playing Shared Space by Ivan Trevino. video of that performance in the show notes so you can watch it as well as listen if you'd like. I hope this episode has been encouraging for those of you who may not have access to in-person lessons, whether it's because of your geographic location or for other logistical reasons. There are quality music lesson options out there for you. For those of you near the Twin Cities, McPhail is giving away a pair of concert tickets to a lucky listener. The tickets are for the upcoming Anatomy of Genius concert, which is going to be held on Saturday, April 4 at 7.30 p.m. at McPhail's beautiful building in Minneapolis. Here's what to do to enter the drawing for two free concert tickets. First of all, post a screenshot of this episode to social media and mention something interesting you heard in the episode. Second, tag me so I can see your post and enter you in the drawing and tag McPhail. This can be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Do this before the end of the day on Tuesday, March 24. The winner will be notified the following day, March 25. 
Today's show notes can be found on my website at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast slash episode 33. There's also a link to that page and the episode details right in your podcast app. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music. Hi there, I'm Tim McGraw. One of the great things about music is how it brings people together. Kids like to hang out, listen to music, and talk about what's hot and what's not on the music scene. And playing instruments and singing provides a way for young people to get together and interact in a cooperative and respectful way. Kids who play in school ensembles understand that every part has to work together for the result to be the magical art called music. Your local school music programs provide a golden opportunity for your child to experience the rewards of learning music. Why not pay a visit to the music teacher to find out what's going on? Get your kids involved with school music. A PSA brought to you by the National Association for Music Education. March is Music in Our Schools Month.